I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the quiz show that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and joining me for this episode is a comedian, an actor, a writer, and TV host who, according to Google Search Autocomplete, has a lot of interest about his marital status. As three of the listings are wife, married, and wife Lou, please welcome Lawrence Mooney. Thank you very much, Josh Earl. Yeah, why are so many people interested in my Is that you Googling your own marital status to remember... What shade it's in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of martinis in. I just get the mobile phone out. Am I married? Because I'm tuning a bird. Um, yeah, that's who I am. Then she goes to the toilet and Google's you. All right. Right. Yes. See you, mate. Joining us also is a return guest who shares his name with an Irish managing director at Intel, an Irish IT manager at DPS, and an Irish director at Faye Motors. Pretty much every second person in Ireland has his name. Please welcome writer, broadcaster, and not Irish, Declan Fay. The Elvis Costello. His real name is also Declan McManus. Declan McManus. Did you know that? Which would be yours and Rove's child. I have thought about that a few times. Because mm. yeah. I, I, I must have I, a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> I know the way that relationship runs. Do you, yeah. know, do you know how I know you've thought of that a few times? Yeah. You said the exact same oh, thing last time you were on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Original I, content. Call back for the... Uh, I think I know who the submissive is in that relationship. <laughs> Our next guest is a comedian and dual podcaster who shares his name with a Royal Marine in the UK and the founder of the Saunders Group, you would know him for his very popular podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters and Steel Wars. Please welcome Steel Saunders. Hey, Josh. I, I thought you could have given me the introduction that Lawrence would have given me. Former fat loser. <laughs> former, yeah, because you've, you've slimmed down, you've bronzed up. And now I'm just a <laughs> well, loser. Well, no, he hasn't bronzed up. That's something <laughs> very different. He's slimmed down and he's tanned. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how this podcast goes. <laughs> and finally is a man making his debut on the podcast. He shares his name with a Texan minister a Canadian real estate agent and a talent developer in Boston. Please welcome comedian Ryan Coffey. Hey. Oh, the, the one that I keep getting is there's a footballer, like an American footballer that is Ryan Coffey as well. He's yeah. slightly more famous than I am. And it, you it have me. the most people sharing your name on LinkedIn out of any of the guests I've had on this show. Really? 58. 58 Ryan Coffey's on LinkedIn and I you're not one of them. So <laughs> is anyone here on LinkedIn? I am just for this podcast. I, I heard it used as a, a beautiful put down recently. Um, one of the crew members in our show was listening to somebody else, you know, boast or bang on. And he goes, why don't you put it in your LinkedIn profile, mate? <laughs> That's great. It's a great put down. All right. I'll whack it in your LinkedIn. Our first game tonight is called Social Me, Me, Media. In this round, I read out a social media status from one of you, and you have to buzz in if you mm. think you know who it belongs to. Holy Lord. You get a point if you get it right. But if you're wrong, the person who actually wrote it gets the point. 
so you can't buzz in for your own. Your names are your buzzers. Okay, the first one. Here we go. Mum slid the plate over. The sandwich was not cut. Not vertically, not diagonally, not at all. It was official. I was a man. Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. It's Ryan Coffey. That is Ryan Coffey, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. One point for Lawrence. Congratulations on the manhood too, Oh, Ryan. no, yeah. No, it happened earlier than that, to be honest. Um, actually, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't earlier than that. That was... No, Have that you was got pubes? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seven at last count. Um, hoping for more this winter. If you knew what he looked like, you'd know he does have many a pube on his chin. Thanks, mate. That's very flattering. <laughs> Peter of the mind. I don't think I don't think they can be pubes if it's like he's got a great beard, but they're not pubes officially because they're not in your pubic area, the pubic uh, bone. But they're pubic. So, they they arrive during puberty. Is that not a thing? I thought it was regional. I thought your pubes needed to be around the bone or on the soap. Oh. Yeah. I, I go the other <laughs> way. In the city. So <laughs> once, once they're it? on the soap, is it no longer a pubic hair? Is ah, that? that's well, no. It, it's provenance is <laughs> the pube. I it's like if you're a migrant once you leave Italy, you're no longer Italian. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Mine have started to migrate up the body. Like, they've moved from the pubic region. They've sort of created a trail. Once they move up past the belly button, though, you're in big trouble. Yeah, their tummy hair. The, self, the sort of self-loathing once they, once they breach the belly button region and keep moving. It makes the grooming very difficult. You go, where do I stop? Yeah, mm. where do you stop shaving? You just have yeah. this sort of pink island in the middle of this sea of hair. It's weird. Where do I stop shaving? You guys, like, actually cut those things. Yeah. <laughs> weird. We've all heard your routine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, tweet two. Who, tw- who tweeted this? Kirk Pengilly is gradually becoming the anonymous mask. Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. Declan Faye. It was Declan Faye again. Yes, Lawrence. Two points there. How did you... I think I know how you knew that was me. Well, I know that you hate the idea that an NXS still exists as an entity <laughs> nearly t- eight, well, 18 years after the death of Michael Hutchins and the fact that they've gone after... Three or four new lead singers. We had we had Terence Trent Darby yes. for a brief period. A there was John John, John Stevens. That rock that uh, you know dead death metal guy. What was his name? J D Fortune. J D Fortune. <laughs> Is he a death metal guy? I'm not sure if he's no. death metal, but he was. Yeah, Barnsley. Barnsley had a brief crack at it. He was never the singer. He was just guest lead singer. Oh, okay. Um, I, saw, I saw them... I, Who's their current lead singer? Well, I think they sing as a band now. They sort of like share oh, it around. Like a boys' choir. Yeah, <laughs> it's not... It's Those Ferris brothers were never going to let it go. No. <laughs> they invested too much in it. They're, they're just hanging on. I saw in a long time ago when I worked in catering, I catered the uh, Pat Cash being inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame. His did, name just keeps coming up. Did I tell this on your podcast no, last no, time, Josh? <laughs> I checked your face there to make sure. Because he bullied me at high school. Who, Pat Cash? Oh, oh. Mm, he was in my year. It's, it, it's the truth. Is well, that really true? Yeah, I, I was making some disparaging commentary about tennis and he was already a man. And uh, he lifted me off the ground by my neck. Wow. Mm. Well, you, you might enjoy Powerful this. forehand. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd already had his sandwich cut by his mum yeah. by that time. <laughs> he was, yeah, he, he was a loose unit. Well, he, uh, I, it was his induction into the Australian Tennis Hall of Fame and we were catering it, which means you set up during the sound check. And it was in excess and it was when John Stevens was singing for them. And one of the other guys that was a caterer with me had said to me, he'd been a huge in excess fan but was unhappy that they'd gone on. And as they were rehearsing, they were doing a version of New Sensation. Digga, 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 
And uh, he said to me... I don't think that's a lyric. <laughs> and he said what to me... What an ironic song, given the lineup of the band. I, <laughs> I, I, sw- I swear to God this is true. He said to me, the only way this gets worse is if tonight Pat Cash gets up on stage and jams with them. And at that exact moment, I swear oh. to God, the oh. side doors opened of the venue and Pat Cash was standing there in black T-shirt, black jeans with like a yellow like Van Halen lightning bolt guitar. Awesome. And he just goes, are we ready to rock? And he got up and plugged in. And this as is sound check. There's no one who's just saying to the boys, are you ready to rock? Pretty much. Awesome. Excellent. And then they... So it was less a cliche and more a pretty important question. It was yeah. a very salient question. <laughs> yeah. um, and so then he said... <laughs> I think it's always a good question. Well, if they're not ready to rock, well, Cashy's not going to waste his <laughs> waste his lightning bolt guitar on that. And then he and then he got up and played with them, and it was not great. And John Stevens is sort of screaming his way through it, and Cashy's giving it a bit of lead guitar on one string. And the guy that I was working with just went seriously, and like yelled it because he had to yell at me across the table over this noise. When are these assholes going to stop pissing on the grave of Michael Hutchins? <laughs> And it was at that exact moment the band cut out and that comment floated (laughs) across the dining room floor and they all heard it and stared him down and our managers just looked at him and just went, you're done, mate. And he had to do the walk of shame, but the door was at the stage. Let's. The door was at the stage. Yeah. So that's no walk of shame. Well, There's no shame in what he said. <laughs> but he had to walk up toward them while they're staring him down and, like, across the front of the stage. And we were killing ourselves laughing. And the band was all glaring. Bad words, but still. Except for... Oh, very sure. <laughs> except, I think he was laughing. Except he, was, for, he was almost a sixth member of In Excess at that time. He <laughs> yeah. was very close, but Cashy didn't glare him down. He was too busy practising the lead solo for New Sensation. So that's, that's my In Excess slash Pat Cash anecdote. Cashy doesn't mind pissing on graves, apparently. No. <laughs> my one goal in life is at my wake not to have anyone whisper to someone else, go, yeah, just like Michael Hutchins. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Big death wank. Okay, question three. Seriously, if some of your profile photos are the best you can look, then fucking good luck to you. I will go with Ryan Coffey. That was Lawrence Mooney. Oh, yeah, oh, was definitely you got a buzz in. Yeah. Oh, how do I buzz? What's the buzz? Steel. It's your nail. It's your name. Okay. One syllable. Okay. You've got What's the easiest. Steel. All right. So my name is Steel. All right, excellent. Yes. Do help. I get a point for that? No. <laughs> okay. No, no. What's your, who's, your, who's your problem with the, with the profile pictures? What's, what's my yeah. problem? What's I, the, I, I just look at some people's profile pictures and they're the, you click on them and they're the little picture. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the pixel... <laughs> ratio is but Lawrence like, doesn't know if, if it was worth googling is yeah. Lawrence Mooney married <laughs> and it just I thought well, that that looks terrible there's there's one of my followers has I, I've clicked on her profile picture and it's just <laughs> it looks like horrible subjugation what's going on <laughs> I'm not happy with the state of her relationship have you, oh really have you have you have you messaged her to let her know no, no I don't no. want to you know, I don't ign- exactly know the context of the of the picture but <laughs> I'll just stick by my earlier comment which is if if some of your profile pictures are the, is the best that you can look then fucking good luck to you <laughs> <laughs> not everybody gets their profile pictures done by James Plenders <laughs> Okay, question four. I'll I'm give you another go at the surname, James. Is it Plenders? Penley. 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 Oh, I've only ever read it, I don't, yeah. and I can't read, so uh, <laughs> that's made that difficult. 
Yeah. Right. It's always good to get the words right in an insult. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. My partner just said, I think we should drink less but get drunk more. I need to think about this. Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. Steel. No, it was Declan Faye. Oh. Declan. Oh. Yeah. I'd never use the term my partner. Yeah. Well, what do you do, though, if you've got a kid? This yeah. We're perpetually stuck. Are you married? You yeah, are married. I'd never yeah. use the phrase a kid either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? The little sprog? Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> my child. Our child. My, my innocent lamb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My glorious sunlight. I never know what to say. If you've got a child together yeah. and you and we're not married, and I, I don't know what it, girlfriend doesn't feel right. Yep. Sort no. of common law wife. Common law wife. De facto. <laughs> de facto. De facto. Oh, it sounds like someone's about to be like, murdered. Like, yeah. Oh, de facto was, sounds like a, a news report. It sounds like we're sort of queuing up at like the methadone. Cl- oh, the de facto's down the clinic. <laughs> it's not quite right. What about me, misses? Me, misses. The old yeah, lady. That. The old lady. <laughs> I don't know. what. Have you all got girlfriends? Yeah. I've, I've got a fiancé, so it works very ah, well. Ah, you're fine. So do you say fiancé? I do. It's pretty fun. Yeah? And it's, it's nice. probably the fanciest word I get to use. It's the best it's ever going to be, because there's still hope there. Wow. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pre-hope. <laughs> Question five. The second year of running a On This Day in History blog is far more relaxing than the first. Declan. Yes, Declan. Ryan. Steel Saunders was oh. the tweeter of that one. God, that's a recent one. Fresh off the boat. Well, that's, I, how much work do you think I put into this? I'm, just, I'm not going <laughs> too far back. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking more, how much work do I hope you put into yeah. this? Right. Okay. <laughs> Question six. How sexist are toilets? <laughs> I'll go with Steel. Yes, Steel. I'm going to go with Ryan Coffey. You are correct, still. That was Ryan Coffey. I, I was going to call in and go, uh, yeah, but I, didn't, I couldn't even remember doing that. <laughs> I was think, oh, no. oh, that's a good one. I'm putting that in the show. I reckon. <laughs> Just open with that. Guys. Like a few chords yeah. behind that one. I think, it's, I think it's right. I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that there's another thing that toilets... Most, I, I think the porn industry, for the most part, is from a toilet's... I view. If you think of the way you're watching some weird porn. No, no. If you think Just about ankles under. If you think about uh, how you would look at a naked woman if you were with a naked woman, uh, and then how you look at a naked woman in porn, I think most of the time it's like from a toilet's point of view. It's right. Like you never stand across the other side of the room and just go, "Ha ha, yeah." <laughs> Not enough, like anyway. a dunny does. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. I, I, I totally get it. I, think I, get it, I reckon, man. I'm just looking around the room, I reckon there's only two people here that, that go for porn. I reckon there's two people that are, are pretty into porn. Wow, this oh, is like, wow. An, Ag- this is like yeah, an, yeah. an Agatha Christie movie. <laughs> yeah. I want to see so who you think. Two of you are into porn. Let's play Red Tube, yeah. guess who? Uh, yeah, it's now, now, before you say this, yeah. Steele's fiance yeah. is in another country. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's girlfriend is a minute in another country. Yeah. And I think you're completely out of touch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lawrence is the easy one. Lawrence is the easy one. I look at porn. Um, and the only re- the only other reason I'm saying this, it's still... You're giving me a sexy look while you're saying <laughs> and it. because as Lawrence was talking about the toilets I view, you were sort of there just going and you were nodding your head. Like you were quite into his... 
No, and everyone else was staring a bit blankly. Steel. Am I am I wrong? Steel is just a big fan of Armitage Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Is this un, is this unreasonable? I was more getting off on the musings of Lawrence Mooney than the actual uh, thought of toilet view porn. Why don't we all reveal ourselves? <laughs> And it's not about frequency. It's like, do you view porn or don't you? I feel like my manhood's been questioned just by... I will say yes. No, just me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So hold on. No, not everyone's declared their allegiances oh, yes. to oh, yeah. or again porn. Definitely. Porn? I've, you know, I've watched porn enough to... I've watched. Oh, oh. Yeah, I was just watching it. No, but it gets to the point like where you get so disinterested yeah. in it that you actually read the comments. Yeah. Like... That's when yeah. you know oh, you've seen too much. I could imagine what the, like the comments, the comments are pointless. Are they better? I like the bit where she came when he... Oh, yeah. That's, that's, oh. Is there a lot of If thirst? you start reading the comments, <laughs> you think, I, I don't mind watching porn, but I don't think I'm in good company. <laughs> <laughs> are they better or worse than the comments on a news.com article? Oh, they're the same people. They're about people. the same, yeah. yeah they are. They're the same people. They've got two windows open while they're doing it. 13 <laughs> extra drives. <laughs> So hold on, three people. Do you want to uh, you're not going to let this go. I, I, I have clicked. I have clicked. <laughs> I have clicked. <laughs> and wait, you don't. Wait for Steele's Sarah Wilson-style book, How I Quit Porn. It's going to come out. It's going to do great. Yeah, that's right. Sitting cross-legged with a dildo. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, oh, Dr. DeFacto, you can't wait to get back Dr. on. Dr. DeFacto. It's like the worst hip-hop name ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> fresh out of the trailer park. It's so you don't look at porn at all. No, no, I have, but I don't, I don't enjoy it Jeez. as much as... Uh, <laughs> No one enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. It. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, question seven. For a country so scared about needy people coming here, taking our jobs, we sure make an exception to the cast of The Voice. Who tweeted that? Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Still, still did tweet about the voice. Yes, well done, Ryan. Off the mark. Yeah, no, you hate the voice. I can <laughs> sense it. Oh, it was and refugees. But it was more about making a uh, a bigger, you know, issue through <laughs> pop culture, Ryan. And uh, I think you've missed the point on that one, and that's disappointing. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> Next one. I'm having one of those days where everybody looks like an animal. I just threw half a potato cake at a woman in the park. Who tweeted that? Steel. Yes, Steel. I'm going to go with Ryan. That is Lawrence Mooney tweeted. Oh, yeah. oh, do I get the point? Yeah, you get the point there. I if they don't guess it right, I get the point. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just couldn't see Lawrence throwing away half a potato cake. <laughs> and can I say, well done on saying potato cake and not scallop. That's there was a scallop and potato cake, a few raw, <laughs> that yes. evolved out of that. Big fan of saying it, the potato cake. All right. If Shakespeare invented so many words... How the fuck did anyone who saw his plays understand what was being said? Lawrence. Oh, I went with Lawrence there, yes. Mm, yeah. Ryan Coffey. It was Ryan Coffey, yes. Well done. Now Admittedly, you... I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge the board. Uh, just qu- quickly around the table, favourite Shakespeare play? I'd have to go probably with Hamlet. Um, I, I'm a massive fan of Macbeth, uh, I, and I studied it and performed it but I'd go with Hamlet. Who'd you play in Macbeth? Uh, I played ensemble, and then uh, when I was performing with Shakespeare Without Tears, theatre and education, I played Macca. Wow. Mm. Sleep, death of each day's life, knits up the raveled sleeve of care, balm of hurt mind, sore labour's bath, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. 
Can I just say for the record, when I said... Oh, your, your issue, Lawrence. Your favourite... No, when I said your favourite Shakespeare play, that... Steel looked more nervous than when you asked <laughs> who watches porn here. <laughs> I yeah. like the one with He's Ben Lee's ex wife. That was a good one. Yeah, anything by Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last one. Here we go. Hey, chemist lady, just let me browse and I'll buy more. Let me be. Hashtag back off, chemist lady. We tweeted that. Sounds like Sam Simmons. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> oh. Sweetie. Declan. Yes, Declan. Ryan. That was Lawrence Mooney. Oh, yeah. Back the, off, Kevin <laughs> nice bluff of Sounds Like Sam Simmons. And do you know what? Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> was in like his Simmons yeah. period. Have any of you been to Chemist Warehouse? Yes, yeah. of course yeah. you have. Yeah. Fish oil tablet. And they nailed it because they have gone, no chemist lady, to yeah. go, excuse me, can I help you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want lube. And some other stuff. <laughs> now you can just go crazy in there. <laughs> Jelly beans. I need lube and a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at the end of that round, the scores are Declan on one point, Ryan on one point, Steele on two points, but way out in front on six points is Lawrence Mooney. Oh. Yeah, he's come to play. Last week, he was... A write off of a human being. <laughs> oh, you still got two points last week as well in this game for not yeah. even being here. Bam. But you, you lost those points subsequently through your behaviour. I reckon Mooney's actually playing mind games with that porn question up front <laughs> just to, you know, disturb the uh, other contestants. This round is called Yearbook. In this round, <laughs> we go back to the school days of a guest, and today oh, we're going back to a young Ryan Coffee. Now, Ryan right. was on school camp, an adventure camp to be precise. But what did Ryan do that made his teacher, Mrs Eldridge, send him back on the train to Melbourne? Was it A, he was dared to throw his fork up into the ceiling fan, he did it, it flew off and stabbed a girl in his class in the ear? B, the teacher lost her mind and threatened to send all the kids home if they didn't concentrate. Ryan called her bluff and said, I don't believe you. This proved to be the wrong thing to do. Or C, Ryan was part of a group who grabbed a kid during the night while he was asleep, gaffer taped his mouth closed, and threw him in the nearby lake. The kid, through fear, shat himself. <laughs> yes! And ended up catching pneumonia. Oh. Now, you can ask you Ryan... You can't catch pneumonia through shitting yourself. <laughs> they threw him in the lake. <laughs> and so, Joshua, we, we all get to You pick. all get to okay. ask. Now, bear in mind, now, Ryan... He knows the answer, but he wants you to guess wrong. So he might be trying to bluff you, or he might try and answer it completely honestly. You have to decide there. You don't have to choose together. You can choose right. individually. The floor is open for questions. Lawrence has got to go with go. the last one, just out of pure No, hope. where was where was the cab? Uh, Rubicon. Um, Rubicon. Yeah, I, I don't know where. Like, Victoria, Like I went to a shit school, so we didn't go far. So Rubicon is is where exactly? Is it, is it mountains? Well, the, yeah, sort of mountainy. It was like an adventure thing. There was like ropes, courses, and bike riding. The closest train station was Packham. That's where they dropped me off. What, what month did you go? Um, spring month. Right. It's <laughs> my favourite month. month. <laughs> <laughs> How does this line of questioning work out? <laughs> no, because because if they went in July, the ceiling fan wouldn't be going. Oh, oh. 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 Miss, thank you, Miss Marple. Uh, amazingly deduced. And you're not going to throw a kid into a lake in the middle of winter. So yeah, spring well. month sounds right to me. Well, if he got pneumonia though, he might have thrown him into the lake in winter. It'd be an absolute dog act though, wouldn't it? 
I want to choose shitting yourself, but it's not true. Well, the thing about it is, is that kids do bad shit to other kids when they're asleep yeah. on camps. Like it, it yeah. has like a weird Lord of the Flies thing. A lot mm. of dick and balls drawn on people's faces. Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah put their hand into or just put on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, put their hand into water, see if they yeah. wet themselves. Toothpaste in their hair. So, but you can see. Because I remember these kids got this plan to wrap someone all in toilet paper and then push them down the stairs. And you can sort of see at a camp, and you can see at the ABC last week, um, (laughs) but you can sort of see how the the psychology gets away from you and then you do a terrible thing. Do you know what I mean? You don't set out to do a terrible thing. But also, it doesn't stop in childhood. That, That mob mentality needs to be guarded against in Canberra. Yes, I agree with you. Mm. And in the workplace and in a corporate Australia and the in clubs. The steps of Parliament House. Yeah, it's like it's everywhere. It's a constant with, you know, we're a shadow self of the animal self. Um, I will fucking tear your eyes out <laughs> if you look at me one more time. Um, <laughs> How many were involved in the mob that gaffer taped the kid and threw him into the lake? How many do you reckon? How many would it take? How many did it take? Oh, well, uh, we would take at least four. Okay, it would and take. Would it would take, yeah. Tim and Nick and Simon. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> how was it revealed that he shot himself? Like, how did you find that out? Oh, I reckon by the poo. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in the water, do you know what I mean? <laughs> how, was that, how was that revealed? He had to come out of the water eventually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what was his name? The kid. Yeah. The another kid. Tim. Tim. And what was his mm. name after this? What was his new name? <laughs> his new name was Tim Tam. <laughs> hey, damn shit. Damn shit. And the teacher that lost her mind? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Eldridge. Yep, Mrs. Eldridge. Yep. She was a sports teacher who um, looked like Guile. We used to call her Guile. Um, from uh, Street Fighter, had that. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> did she? Did the she routinely head. crouch and then flip backwards and yell Sonic Boom? <laughs> have, I, you, have you ever searched Red Tube looking for a lookalike? Uh, <laughs> well, then now we're getting real personal. I, I'm in a, it's interesting that you go. Have you ever searched YouTube looking for a, uh, a lookalike? That's a very, very revealing question. <laughs> that you're going for lookalikes on Red Tube. <laughs> I'm That's like, a very revealing question. You know what you've done? You've sort of Tony Martin in wild sided everyone in here. Like, no, nah, mate, I'm your mate. I'm just interested in what you're thinking. Yeah, what do you look at on yeah. board? But you're oh, lookalikes is your thing, is yeah. it? So who are you in search of? <laughs> no, that's what you've done. You've sent an estimate inquiry to him. Declan's here to Tony Martin get this assault. <laughs> how, do you get, how do you search for lookalikes? You just try to type in that person's name and hope no. that there's already a reference? It's a guile anal. That's a very good question. You type in their description. I, Woman on the bus who I like. <laughs> Woman without mind. I'm going to go, because I've listened to this before, and Josh often picks, there's often one sort of more extremer one. That, that, that it's often bracketed by this is I'm psychologising him now. It's often bracketed right, by you, an extreme well, one. Profile. I don't think you're allowed you to ask him the question. I, I reckon that's not not in the nature of the game. That's a very Hawthorne thing to do. <laughs> then, rather than play the to game, bend the let's rules just see how we can just get around it, <laughs> fuck the game up, and just dominate it for three years. Oh, this is rich coming from a no, guy whose players on. were routinely injected with Mexican lizard guts. <laughs> For a period of two years. Oh, this is rich. <laughs> I'm gonna go this I'm gonna go the second one because it, it B. 
I'm going to say called, B. Called her bluff because teachers do start to. You go away on camp, and they do. They're outside of the realm of the classroom where they feel comfortable. And some teachers they just thrive in that scenario, yep. and others are destroyed by it. And I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say for that reason, B. And because he was very emphatic about Mrs. Eldridge and what she looked like, she's clearly a real person, and he's created a picture. So I think that that it's B. I'll take A because Ryan uh, keeps a lid on whatever it is going on inside him for as much as possible, but occasionally it leaks out a hairy little sister at four in the morning <laughs> and it's him out of alcohol. It, it's quickly recaptured, but I could see him flinging cutlery just for whatever reason and then just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. on a train. <laughs> and, and still then? Can, can I ask one more question? When, yep. Did he get stuck in her ear or what's the guy? The fork? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you, they don't, you, just like a puncture wound. You don't, they don't stick, really, I'm going in B. real life. You're going I'm B going as B. well. The correct answer was B. Hey. So a point for Declan, a point for Steele, and a point for Ryan All there. Right. That shit out. That's okay. <laughs> You're still in the But league. I totally would have thrown that fork if someone had asked me, let's be honest. <laughs> so how did they send you home? They just... They well, they they put me on a on a train the next morning. They drove me to the train station oh, so and sent me home. On it the wasn't train. the drive of shame with the teacher. No, it was a different seat. teacher. They put me in. They just wow. You know, if it was home and if they were putting you on the train from Glen Rowan to Melbourne and you looked like you did now, it'd be like Ned Kelly's final journey. <laughs> <laughs> so Being was, home to be executed. It was the next morning. So that night, I slept in the teachers' uh, quarters. Oh, wow. on the oh. floor with Mr. Uh, Jenkins. Yeah, with Mr. With all of them, they were all in the same room. Were you masturbating over guile? That's your punishment. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It, it was pretty, hard not to. You're going to take these opportunities when they come up. But getting uh, the train home by yourself—that's an extra adventure on your adventure camp. It was yeah. just that, like from. Packing them to Melbourne. How did you feel? Like, did you go... Because it's not the worst thing in the... Well, like, I didn't feel bad about it at all. Because, yeah. like, what happened was she said, we're going to send you all home. I'm like, going, I don't think you are. And they're like, well, now we've got to make an example yeah, of you. Yeah, right. Um, but well, On the way back, were you just thinking at least no one's ear got punctured with a fork? Yeah, there was, yeah no one was hurt. At least really. he didn't shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was disappointing because that happened the next night. Yeah. Ryan missed out on it. Okay, at the end of that round, the scores are Ryan on two, <coughs> Declan on two, still on three, but still on the lead on six points is Lawrence Mooney. Cool. Right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. <laughs> and this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. So a point if you guess correctly, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you are incorrect. So Ryan, you're first. Right. Now Steele had a very cool teacher, Mrs. Pradle, who each holidays would let Steele take the class laptop home. At the end of the school year on the way home, Steele put his bag down to go for a skate and had his bag stolen with the laptop in it. For six weeks, Steele freaked out about going back to school and having to fess up that he'd lost the laptop. On the first day back the next year, though, Steele was relieved because Mrs. Pradle no longer worked at the school and she was the only one who knew that Steele had borrowed the laptop. Can I just correct that story? Can I just correct? It's, it's Pradell. Pradell, sorry. So just let's oh, just honour the what a, so, what a joyous story. It's like story. a reverse bad dream, isn't it? Oh, that is, no, it's just the, you've, the apprehension is built up, but then. Oh, there's no consequence. God. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. With, you can ask your questions. Like you can oh, ask I can questions. ask questions. Yeah, go for it. But, um, but bear in mind, he wants. He might try and bluff you. Yeah, or he might not. Uh, see, I, I, the, the instinct is just there. Like everything about that. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Story, like I can totally imagine, like, it's just that last little bit, her not working there and there never being any ramifications. Like that seems like too much of a golden boy thing. And as you smile at me with your freshly blonded hairs, <laughs> I don't believe it. That's just that. But you just shitting yourself for six weeks. I can totally see that. Um, and not even with a damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, where'd you go to school? I went to school at Padua College on the Mornington Peninsula. All right. All right. So and they, they, only had one, like... on, they only had one laptop? I don't understand. It wasn't... You said it was like the class laptop? No, he's, he couldn't even get the pronunciation of the, the woman's name. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was many laptops. Really? Rich school then? Our school... Because I'm a bit younger than you, we only had like two laptops in for the classroom, and it was very precious when they came out. But see, Lawrence's uh, day it was cool. just a stone tablet <laughs> with a thing that you could carve into it. Yeah, very <laughs> good. See, now well, that uh, took home the school lap dance. Now that Josh has said that there was only two laptops at his school, I make it makes it sound like it's his story. <laughs> no. So I'm going to go with no. That did not happen to steal. You are correct, Ryan Coffee. Yes. Yes. Josh gave the game away. I was sure I it was. There. I was sure. No, I was like Hawthorne's game now. You're waiting for a, you're waiting for a little chink in the armour and boom, there you go. The, the, Can I just say, a lot of that story was true, though. Mrs. Pradell? Yeah, Mrs. Pradell. No, she lent me. Josh, you, you totally blew it. You oh. made up this story about me and then you gave it away <laughs> by putting a timestamp. Uh, Ms. Pradell lent me an <laughs> apple, like one of those real old school. She lent things. you an apple. <laughs> she had a lot on the desk. It was the opposite. It's, it's a yeah. brand of computers. <laughs> you, call, you actually still call them computers. <laughs> yeah, having a go at me. Well, going with my weighing what, what, machine. Sorry, how there do the are, kids refer to them now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so going with my weighing machine, they're a typing mechanism. <laughs> And uh, she would loan me one of the computers for the the holidays. Right. And I would play Tetris a lot. I was um, pretty good at Tetris. Right. If, you, if you've got a boot that needs stuff crammed into it, I know where to put that long bag. Let right. me just tell you that much. That's a euphemism. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want something stuffed into the boot? I'm your man. I know where to put the long bag. The long bag. Mm, the long bag. <laughs> All right. So to Lawrence. That's a reference to the Tetris four bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is disintegrating into <laughs> maildom. To Lawrence. Now, when Declan was in high school, he had a teacher called Mrs. Riley who, if any kids spoke in class, she would walk up behind them and karate chop them in the neck. She was also the best friend of the wife of Ronnie Biggs, the great train robber. I, yeah or nah? Yes. You've got to go yes straight away, not even yeah, ask any questions. I knew where he, I know where he grew up and I knew where Ronnie Biggs hid out when he was in Australia around about Bulleen, so yes. You are correct. That is yes. Yeah. One point there for yeah, Lawrence. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. How did you, what, she just karate chop them? Like just, well, and, and 
She must have learnt it from Ronnie because that's what <laughs> he did to the train driver. Yeah, that's the room. I, I didn't know that's she was. A rumor. That, no, I didn't know she knew Ronnie Biggs that she was best mates with Ronnie Biggs's wife until after I'd left school because there was a story on Australian Story. And when we were at school, she would she would literally come up as you were talking and just karate chop you that's across, smart them. <laughs> right across yeah. the back of the neck. It was really brutal. I once saw yeah, her it's just a terrible thing to do. Just full flush. A kid argued with her. He said, "I wasn't talking." Full flush. Just slapped him across the face. Like, you can't do this anymore. Did you ever sneak some two-by-fours into the classroom and try to convince her that it was that was talking? Did anyone else... Chop it! Chop it! Has anyone here been hit by a teacher before? Yeah. Yeah. You would have been... Yes. Caned? Strapped. Strapped. Strapped uh, and uh, brutalised, too, like, physically. What about when you're at school? Um, (laughs) At home and at school. (laughs) All-boys school? Uh, This is at primary school, mostly. Um, so I was at primary school from 1970 to 1970, uh, 1983. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Declan, did you ever get hit? Or no, I had a teacher like hold me up against the wall once, but I didn't. He uh, didn't strike me. Were you taught by Pat Cash? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was never. I never got hit by Mrs. Riley. I never got uh, hit by. But she was very. Uh, when I. I wished I had have known that during school because if you remember, there was that movie that w- was on while I was at school that was about the great train robbery and Buster, what was his name? Buster Rhymes. Was it, <laughs> um, it was played by Phil Collins. Played by Phil Collins. Yeah. And so I wish I had have known that at school because I would have accorded her possibly a bit more respect. She would have seemed, and it just made me realise that teachers have got, you know, they're people too. My, uh, my father, because, uh, I, I, you know, I... A lot of people have, uh, I guess, sympathy for Ronald Biggs because he was part of a gang and he was was not violent to the train driver. Yeah. He was part of, um, you know, I, I guess the the transport group that got the money away. They got a lot away with a mm. lot of money, by the way. But my father just always hated the great train robbers. He was an imperialist Brit. He liked law and order. The show. Um, yeah. The show. Yeah. <laughs> he passed away in 1987. Is that where you start crying in, in an Irish accent, going, "I love you, Dad." I love you, Dad. <laughs> I fucking love you, Dad. This podcast it's is turning into, into WTF. It's great. All right, to steal now, Lawrence. Lawrence once had a job as a high-rise window cleaner. One day, as he was cleaning, he looked in the window to see a businessman wanking straight into a bin. (laughs) (laughs) They they made eye contact, but neither of them stopped what they were doing. Yeah or nah? Like... Was he like how far did he expect to shoot this, or like how what distance did he allow himself from the bin? Uh, he was hovering over the bin, sitting in a chair. And so not much confidence on distance at all. Well, I don't think it was about how far can I ejaculate at work today. <laughs> it's like I'm turned on and I'm going to knock one out, and then for some unknown reason, just that paranoid of feeling the sense or maybe the shadow of the building maintenance unit spun around. And I was looking at him, and uh, we continued on. We were descending down. <laughs> Have you ever previously tried to clean that window before and then realised, oh, that's on the inside? <laughs> 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 
just yeah, <laughs> bit of thumbnail. Oh no, I get it. Did you? That's the wanker's office. Did you try to rub one out in sort of solidarity? Yes, I did. Going? Yeah, that's what I did. That's a wonderful I dropped one. my pants and I got a lot of soap from yeah. the bucket. It's like you know, one in all in, mate. Straight off the seventieth yeah. floor of the Rialto. Yeah, just and someone thought they'd been shat on by a seagull <laughs> down on Burke Street, it's and a it was my jizz in there. <laughs> The Sudsy. Come on, Sudsies today, boys. From uh, that uh, from that day on, I would start the morning like that, <laughs> try and get it into someone's coffee. Wow, <laughs> a nice wow. game of soggy toupee. Yeah, I'm going to go with a nah. You are correct, Steele. That was ah. a nah, yes. It sounded like too perfect a thing to happen to Lawrence. So, to Declan. Now, Ryan used to work for a major supermarket chain. Ooh. His boss was Price a Price check, aisle four. Yes, his boss was a total jerk and would bully all the casual workers. One day, after he pulled Ryan up for something very minor, Ryan thought, fuck this. Got on the cashy microphone and told all the shoppers that his boss had a pin dick. And then started singing, I've had the time of my life. <laughs> he then left and never returned. To this day, it is Ryan's proudest moment. Oh, it, that, that happened. For all the reasons I said before. Now, I've, just, I've watched his face during that because I wanted to see if it was pride or surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, at, at least initially, it looked like a fair amount of pride. But when you hear it said out loud, it's not the same. <laughs> I believed it until the, I've had the time of my life. That that feels time like the stretch. I've had the time of my life, and I've never felt this way before. Okay, so he knows it. <laughs> Do you think any of the shoppers were wondering how you had a gauge on his penis size? Uh, no, that didn't cross my mind. I, uh, How old were you when you were working at the school? Well, I was at Woolworths for what? Or whatever. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> place this may have occurred. Um, five years, like from like whenever I could start work. So, yeah. like, I think it's a sad indictment a bit. on society that the size of your genitals is a measure of your character. Woolworths, Why can't an asshole be a massive cocked moron? I was 16. So. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about dicks at that stage. All Massive about dicks. Cocked moron. I feel yeah. like you've the come Lawrence here, story. Lawrence. You've come straight here from a gender studies class. Or <laughs> Look, I love, I love when someone just strolls out and when someone does does, does the walk Drops out. The cashier, Mike. Yeah, I, I just, I'm gonna say yes because I so desperately want to believe this is true. That was nah. Oh. It wasn't true. Point there for we Ryan. did have. I did have an asshole for a boss that everyone does. Everyone at that who age. worked at, at we a called him the fog. We called him the fog because his breath stank so oh. much. And like while he was away, there'd be like messages on the whiteboard. The fog is coming. <laughs> I actually um, one of my earliest memories is getting asked to leave a supermarket because I grabbed the little walkie-talkie thing. And I started making a few calls to Han Solo. He wasn't even in the supermarket. (laughs) I love misuse of microphones. Uh, One of my favorite career on it. One of my (laughs) favorites. Very good. (laughs) He's got you there. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Oh, now I own money to the little dum-dum club. Uh, <laughs> that, that reaction to that diss is like the T-1000 in Terminator where it gets shot and just looks at you as it heals. <laughs> Going to keep running up here, buddy. I, uh, it, was, it was misuse of a plain microphone by the Footscray Football Club on a, uh, a player's trip to LA. And Gronawegan, who was a, a player at the time, 
Uh, it was around about night time. The evening meal had been served, and he, blind, gets up, gets the the intercom, and just goes, oh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain Gronawegan speaking. We hope you enjoyed your meal, because we're going down! <laughs> and then he was, he was wrestled off him, and all the players are screaming with laughter and just just chanting, and people were upset, obviously, uh, and quickly the... The, the flight attendants put everyone's mind at rest, but I think that is a ripper. <laughs> he was on a train straight back to Pakenham. Okay, at the end of that round, the scores are Declan on two points, Ryan on four points, oh. Steele on four points, but in the lead on seven points. It's Please. Close. No. Please. Here we go. Okay, our final fi- round. Our final round Boom. is called Who 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 Who. In this round, I will read out ten quick fire questions all about you guys. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. And say who it is. Mm-hmm. You get a point if you get it right. You get a point off if you get it wrong. You can't buzz in for your own. So here we go. Okay. The first question is: Who once got arrested in Kingston, Jamaica? Who got arrested in Kingston, Jamaica? Declan. Yes, Declan. Ryan. That was Lawrence Mooney. Ah. What happened, Lawrence? Uh, I was at a bus stop in Kingston, Jamaica, and there was a little police station there, and weirdly they saw us. Whitey's on holiday. It's like, come in here, boys. And we went in, and they searched our bags. And, of course, we had marijuana. Everyone had (laughs) marijuana. And they put us in a cell and harassed us, said, you know, you'd probably go to jail. But you can... I said, is there a fine we can pay? And it's like, as a matter of fact, you can. Funny you should (laughs) ask. Anyway, we went outside. There's just raster hats... For as far as the eye can see, I didn't realise it was illegal there. It's no. not illegal. Everyone he was charged was with not having joints. enough marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> they asked us on the way out, "Do you want your marijuana back?" And then we said no. And we were a bit shaky, and they were just laughing at us. And we got outside, and there was, you know, we got a, a mini bus. It was crowded with people, and people were just smoking joints. It was, a, it was a rip-off, man. <laughs> and uh, what, what status were your uh, white man dreadlocks at the time? Uh, my hair at that time was... It was another dyed blonde phase I was going through. Yeah. Dyed blonde. So I remember that phase. Like, it was Did the you? 80s. No, this is, this ah. is a 20 years earlier than that I, phase. Because you had dyed blonde hair when you, first, when you had your first child. And I thought N- that... No, no uh, after that relationship ended, I decided oh. to dye my hair blonde. Did to it tell the world that I was emotionally in strife? Did it? Did it? <laughs> did it work? Oh yeah, because it attracts other people who are emotionally unstable, <laughs> and you fuck. <laughs> when you've got blonde hair, you seriously look like Bart Simpson in the future, like when they do the flash forwards. All Simpson yeah. references are lost on me. It's a tough. I, I I, learned, I've worked with Declan for three years, and he goes, "Remember that Simpsons episode?" It's like, mate, find another analogy because. <laughs> I've worked, it's, you're much more likely to go with a sort of like Essendon Football Club 1983 <laughs> reference and you're fine. You Come would have looked like Tim Come. Watson dressed as Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Question two. Who, who here has Tony Hawk's phone number? Who's got Tony Hawk's phone number? Uh, Declan. Yes, Declan. It, steel. It yes. has to be. Oh, skateboarder yes. Tony yeah. Hawk's. I was thinking yes. Tony Hawk's. Who here has two holes in their penis? 
Steel. Steel. Yes, steel. I'm going to go with coffee. You are right. That is yeah. right. Coffee has two holes in his penis. Oh, two holes coffee. Because someone with that big a beard is hiding something. A hole in my dick. <laughs> it doesn't go down that it's far. A ring. Is it a ring? It is was it? a ring, yeah. yeah. But now the holes never close, so I piss at right angles. Oh, right. so what? China so you had a... Um... I had a piercing when I was 18, and uh, I got it up to a reasonable size gauge, and then, yeah, that go. never took it out. Oof. Did and you get good feedback on your... Uh, oh, mixed reviews? results, mixed reviews. Uh, some people... Any lost property? Uh, what do you mean? Did I lose in anything Did inside? Did people lose stuff in it? No, but often, often you take it off... Playing test matches very hard. <laughs> <laughs> you take it off before engaging with someone who was a bit frightened by it and then uh, and then leave it on their bedside did, table. Did, it was did a good it reason good? to see... Uh, it did. What it did was it essentially it increased your um, your sensitivity at first, but then that became the new normal. So when you took it out, your dick didn't work. You had to kind of punch it to get a reaction. Um, sure, it's Declan's teaching. <laughs> <laughs> and you you used your porn viewing in the past tense. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, question four. I think, I think we've found no, out I'm all not, we need I'm to. I'm not presently no. watching porn, so I had to use no, the past you, tense. You've been, in, uh, you, you've been here for six hours, you're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> Whose first memory is a dog stealing the dummy out of their mouth? Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. Declan. That is Declan. Bang! Did you know that? I didn't know that, but it just sounds, just sounds like, like something whimsical sad, you'd say. <laughs> crazy things that's happened to you. I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds very Irish. It sounds quite Angela's ashes. Yeah, it is. It's just a, it's a very grainy memory of being on a farm. How do you have a memory and a dummy? Like, like the, your memory goes back. It into happened to the him dummy. when he was oh. seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's about eighteen months, I reckon. Some kids hang on to the dummies for a while. Apparently you start. It's about uh, that's a bit early to have memories, yeah. but I was a pretty advanced child. Because I learned this the other day. Your memory is pretty much when you became vocal, when you actually yeah. had sentences. That's when you can actually your memory actually. You is there back. is there a photo of you with a dummy with a dog anywhere in the fam- family album? No, but the memory that I have, and it's interesting how these things affect you. Because I distinctly remember the dog took my dummy, and I remember thinking that's not right. And then <laughs> you low what dog. A- what a great sense of injustice. Yeah, but I remember all the adults laughing. Like, and it was like part nervous laughter, but it was like, and so it's a very, very defining image for me. And apparently I said to mum when I was about five, remember when that dog took my dummy? And that was, and she right. said that was on It's interesting because that's analogous well, that's, of my comedy because oh. in an audience, yeah. most people think that's not right. And then laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but is that because you said to your mum when you were five, yeah. and then she's been telling you the story about, oh, I remember the time when you said when you were five that you remember that? Because the memory is from five, and then you've, ah. and then it's the anecdote that keeps it alive in your head. But that's, that is exactly how we reinforce memory. Because a memory is a story that you've repeatedly told. Even as the neurons fade, that fade the memory away, it's your creative brain that keeps it alive because it joins the dots between the little images in the memory. So the more you tell it, uh, that's why uh, storytelling cultures often have great memories of things that happen because you, you, you keep the memory alive by telling the story. For example, something you learned when you were, say, three or four. Yeah. Do you think that that was the only time that that information was passed on to you, or do you think you may have repeated the information since then, thus reinforcing the memory? It's probably been repeated, don't, yeah. yeah. That was weird science with Declan and Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> that here. was breaking down Ryan's point <laughs> with good cop, bad cop. <laughs> okay, question five. Who here recently paid about $8,000 in dental bills? 
We paid eight thousand dollars in dental bills. Lawrence. Everyone's looking around at everyone's teeth. Yeah. Declan. It was Declan again. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Hey, do you know how sad that is? Because I know you're using a questionnaire that I wrote for a previous show that I was on of yours about six months ago. You haven't been to the dentist to, to get it out. I haven't done it yet. Oh. So it's just it's what is it? It's, had- a, it's a double root canal, uh, but they can't. It, there's a whole. There are, there's a line of things they have to do in a row. Have you got dry socket? It's bad. No. It's, it's really bad. Hey, if all the listeners can just tweet Declan pretty regularly to remind him to go. No, it's it's, a, it's out of fear. <laughs> I've shelled out. I haven't shelled out the full eight grand. I've right. shelled out a section of it, but it's uh, they can't do the wisdom tooth till they do the double root canal. There's another cavity floating around in there. And the, do you know what? It's not even the money now. The thing that disturbs me is a double root canal. You have to go in six to seven times. Yep. For them to yeah. do it, and it's re- every time I think about you can't that, commit. I can't commit to that. Listen, mate, now. propose to your girlfriend <laughs> so you can call her your wife and commit to your teeth. Yeah. I found it really hard. Like the guys, the, de- the it's a, it's not even a dentist; it's an oral surgeon. It's an endodontist, or whatever, and the joint is a mansion in Mooney Ponds, and there's all pictures of his skiing trips and his kids at private school. And I know I'm just paying for yeah. that. Oh, so it's kind of like a, a class warfare. It's thing. a social it's like, justice <laughs> issue. I'm not giving you my teeth <laughs> or my money. So you want to? You find- want? You're not skiing on my money. <laughs> It's like this IRA left-wing hatred. You'd rather have a dentist with, like, Bing Tang T-shirt photos and and bootleg DVDs. How about this? Yeah. You do my teeth, I'll give double to the homeless. (laughs) Question six. Who lived in an Aboriginal community for two years? Who lived in an Aboriginal community for two years? Yes, Lawrence. Ryan Coffey. It was Ryan Coffey, Yes. Good on you, Ryan. Give him back. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of middle-class white male guilt I've got to try to shed somehow, and that's what that's what I did. What and you you're a member of the Warumpy band, so <laughs> black fella, white, white fella, fella, doesn't any, matter. Oh, Fuck. Any fella. Didgery don't. The, the, apro- <laughs> <laughs> the apro- oh, fees on this is going to be fucking through the roof. So All I can right. see Ryan Coffey. Okay. What, whereabouts? Uh, Man and Gritter. Uh, it's about 700 k's east of Darwin on the north coast. And what 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 sent you there? Um, I went there to help out with the it was the the health board. They were doing we were making films uh, like the you know the don't smoke, don't drink kind of stuff that you see on TV all the time here, but in local languages with local people. We made entirely zero films in two years, and uh, it made me nuts. Because I just felt like we were wasting time and money. What are, these, what are these don't drink, don't smoke ads? All the oh, ads drink, I say, all smoke, ads I see tell films. me to do the exact opposite. Well, yeah. Responsibly. Yeah. I like that this is coming from the guy who I routinely see on social media doing a thing called 100 Beers This <laughs> Festival. <laughs> I was there as a technical advisor. He's into his second lap. Yeah. <laughs> Did right. they send you home because you couldn't concentrate? Uh, no, no, they sent me home because they ran out of money. Like, it looked good on paper, what we were doing, which is pretty much all the government requires, as long as it looks go good on far. paper. Um, oh, it looked like a good initiative. Yeah. It just wasn't happening. All right, next question. Who once had a job putting the plastic tags on T-shirts? Plastic tags on the T-shirts. Declan. Yes, Declan. Steel. No, it was Lawrence oh. Mooney. Oh. What are they called? You know, those, you know the little plastic tag with, it's kind of got a, a thick end and a very thin end? That's called a Kimberly tag. On oh, a T-shirt? Yeah. So you'll have that little plastic tag, and it's got the price attached to it. Yep. And you break it off, socks, underpants. Anyway, they put the wrong price 
on like 10,000 Adidas T-shirts. And so we had to cut them off and reattach them. And I'd spent a school holiday doing that with a guy who was a... He's a wise kind of a guy. He was a pothead. And he used to pick me up in the morning and drop me off in the afternoon. How old was he at this time? He was probably like about five or six years older than me, yeah. Right. So he's 21 or 22. Cool guy. And uh, he taught me about... taught me a very interesting moral lesson, that guy. I was driving home with him um, and I was eating an apple. And I went down the window and I looked around to see whether there was any other cars around. And then I threw the apple core out the window and he goes, almost no one saw you. And I thought, ah, right. It's not about people seeing whether you do right or wrong. It's whether you think it's right or wrong. We've all I feel like a real <laughs> shitbag now. My life is terrible. No, what are you talking about? You went, Just you waiting have, to be you caught. the Aboriginal communities for two Yeah, but what did he do there? <laughs> uh, nothing. It's one of those things people always go, oh, that sounds really great. I'd love to do that. And you go, no, you wouldn't. It's really hard. It's challenging. Yeah. Next question. Who studied acupuncture at the Australian College of Natural Medicine? Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. I'll go for Ryan Coffey again. You are correct, uh, Ryan Coffey. You're all over me, mate. All yeah. over me. I was going to say Ryan, but then in my head I was just like, he couldn't have done this much dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative <laughs> therapy, Aboriginal community do-gooder. All right. Does that sound bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a reflection on me. Next and you would have got a head start with the hole in your dick. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was what got me interested in the first place. <laughs> Felt so good. Who's you like this sort of that? That is a ridiculous thing to say. But it's hilarious. <laughs> you like this sort of like? There was always these two Italian kids that sat up the back of the bus at school. Whatever you did, they just go, "Hey, shut up, the kid." You're like that, but just to riot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, you've got a hole in your yeah. dick. Oh. Well, you should do acupuncture. You've got a head start. <laughs> you captured it, me and Ryan's relationship perfectly. <laughs> Question nine. Here we go. Whose dad's favourite story is or slash was telling the story of when this person was hungover and vomiting on the way to their brother's wedding? Uh, Declan? Yes, Declan. Lawrence. It was still Saunders. Oh, I would have had that. Mm. So what? You just got really hung over before your brother's wedding. Well, I worked in a place, yes. an establishment that may have served alcohol. And why are you being so? Because there's because there's this thing called prison. They're the major sponsor of my podcast. No, and um, they wouldn't. They didn't want to give me. It was the a day speakeasy. Off. They want to get me, give me the day off to go to my brother's <laughs> wedding, right? And I decided, I just said, I just, I'm going to my brother's wedding. It's, there's nothing you can do. Like, I'm just not gonna. Like, it's whether you accept me back yeah. is the question. <laughs> and the guy was an absolute dick about it. So I may have procured a large amount right. of high density alcohol, and we may have consumed it in the car park of the. Legendary Darva nightclub complex. Did you steal from Squizzy Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> You're in your braces riding your bike. <laughs> oh. yeah. Bloody hard to carry all those bottles of bootleg moonshine on your penny farthing. <laughs> And oh, you're uh, riding your trusty steed <laughs> to your brother's wedding, just throwing up off the side. <laughs> and uh, yes, I may have overindulged. Now, you're the younger brother? I am the youngest, yes. yes. 
Ryan, I reckon you... What's your big brother's I'm, name? I'm Iron? <laughs> Boom! High five! <laughs> I'm guessing here, but you're... You have sisters, not, no brothers, and I reckon Declan has sisters and no brothers, and you have a mix, but you're the I youngest. I have two older brothers, yeah. Uh, okay. Am I right? That's correct, yeah. One yeah, older, one younger. younger. I've got a younger sister, correct. Well done. Are you good at that? I can tell, yeah. You're the, Is it the you're way the, sitting? You're the eldest of the family. I'm the middle. Ah, the middle, yeah. but I was the first to leave home. So I think that may... Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Same story. Like twins. And our final question. Who's, All right. Whose middle name is Arrol? Whose middle name is Arrol? Ryan. Yes, Ryan. I'm going to go with Lawrence. You are correct. It Arr! was Lawrence Mooney. Lawrence Arrol Mooney there. Yes. At the end of the pod, the scores <laughs> are Declan on zero points. Oh, oh. How did I lose points? In that last round, you could lose points. You got three of them wrong. <laughs> Ryan on five points. Steele on five points. But oh. our winner... Arrow yeah. on the highest score of the season is Lawrence Mooney on eleven points. Wow. He came to play. Oh, oh, oh. Look at him go! <laughs> that is the final game of the season, season three of Don't You Know Who I Am. So you've got the title for the, the, the eight weeks. I'll off. be back. Eight weeks off. Oh. We've been trying to get this together for a long time. You I and know, I. No, I fucked it up twice. Yeah, good. I think Third I fucked it up once. Third time lucky. So just before we go, quick uh, thing of plug. So, Steele, you got your podcast. I have two podcasts. I Love Green Guide Letters. Uh, we review the letters to the Green Guide and have many hilarious people on. And Steel Wars, it is a, a comical look at the Star Wars universe. And Josh Earl is going to be on it pretty soon. I am going to be on that very soon because I've he, never seen Star Wars. He's a Neither Star Wars version. Yeah. What? You've never seen Star Wars the movie? No, you, but you've never seen Simpsons, so I don't know why I'm judging. <laughs> no, I've okay. seen Simpsons, I just stopped watching. <laughs> Ryan, you have a Fringe show coming up? I do have a Fringe show coming up, Melbourne Fringe. Uh, it's called Beat, we're at the Imperial. And, very, uh, yeah. Yeah. very good. At Declan, you have a TV show you've got to plug. Well, it's, it's also Lawrence's TV show, Dirty Laundry. Uh, That's good of you to share the show with Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Give it its full name if you want. Uh, Dirty Laundry Live uh, and a podcast, uh, The Sweetest Plum Sweetest Podcast. Plum. Dirty Laundry Live, uh, ABC TV, 9.30 Thursday nights. We'll catch it later on iView. All the episodes are up there right now. abc.net.au. This is Lawrence Mooney speaking. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's downloaded uh, the podcast uh, this season. It went really well this season, which is really good for me. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Thanks. I got a podcast. Thanks. That's good. And uh, also, I do this at Triple R. They let me do it. And so it's our Radiothon very soon so I would love you if you are a listener of this podcast and want to give back to me give back to Triple R which is a $75 subscription it's very very good $40 if you're a concession student unemployed pensioner and I don't know how many pensioners are listening to this podcast but if you are Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, that's You've all You've got one me. on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been a subscriber to Triple R for over 20 years, and the thing that got me to subscribe was I was listening one Saturday morning, and uh, it was Radiothon, and a guy said, if you're listening to this and you don't subscribe, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution, because you're freeloading. And uh, it was a little moral call yeah, out. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I threw an apple core out of my own window and went, no one saw that! Fuck <laughs> <What>, you! <laughs> also, we're going to take eight weeks off and then we're going to come back and we're going to try and do it live instead. So if you're in Melbourne and want to come along, we're going to try and do it as just a live show. Anyway, thank you. No. I've been Josh Earl. This has been Don't You Know Who I Am? Yeah.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.